Evolution. Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, March 5th, 2009. Creating balance in one's life can be transformative, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, energetically, or emotionally. Consider reevaluating the formula of balance in your life today. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I'm a metaphysician, clairvoyant, and clairaudient intuitive, writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www. Dot evolution revolution radio dot com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Stephen Lewis, a world leader in the field of quantum mechanics and energetic balancing, particularly evident in his powerful AIM program. For decades, Stephen Lewis has dedicated his life's work to energetic self-healing and consciousness. Stephen co-wrote the book, Sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, and is featured in the just-published book, Peak Vitality. Lewis has earned degrees in both homeopathy and acupuncture. Stephen developed the AIM program of energetic balancing, and this work has been endorsed by Dr. Wayne Dyer, featured in the best-selling book, Natural Cures, and been mentioned in the Science of Mind magazine. Now, Stephen will share his timely message of how each of us can be our own enlightened healer. Stephen has undertaken a vitality important initiative and is offering the AIM program free of charge to all people with the frequency of autism or the frequency of Down syndrome. Welcome, Stephen. It is a great honor to have you on Evolution Revolution this evening. Well, it's it's my honor, Dulcinea, and I thank you for in your program. Wonderful. So what inspired you in your life to discover energy balancing and healing that led you to the development of the AIM program with over 45,000 participants worldwide? Well, I think it's 50,000 now, but that's not the point. I believe the you number know, is that, only that, going that is, up. <laughs> <laughs> that question could take a long time to answer, but I'm going to make it brief. Um, I'll begin at the beginning. I was told, I was kind of a prodigy as a kid. And I was told, son, do what you got to do quickly. We don't live long. Which I think is it's not really terrific parenting. Right? No offense, but there it is. And mm-hmm. but I became fascinated with the idea of healing. And I felt, I understood intuitively that there's nothing that cannot be changed or healed. And so that guided me. And I was, you know, I was just so fortunate to be a kid when when quantum mechanics came into its own. The giants like Niels Bohr, David Bohr, of course, not to mention Albert Einstein. And all this shaped me. And I, I've kind of, in a way, always known what I wanted to do. And I spent decades trying to figure out something very simply. If consciousness creates the material world, then it can be measured. If it could be measured, it can be changed. And I spent, as I said, decades. And finally, a source far greater than I took pity on me and said, all right, give the guy a break. Solution. I mean, I take, I take full credit for my vision, but revelations don't come from me, they come from the source higher than me. And that's, in a nutshell, or from a nutcase, how it all happened. <laughs> quite, quite an experience, and I think your, your time is definitely of essence to uh, human evolution at this, very, at this very point. So what is the AIM program? What does it offer? The AIM program, very simply, is a spiritual technology. And the technological aspect is it uses a holographic technology 
and it compels you to focus on whatever you need to heal, you being you particularly. By that I mean I have never selected or focused on an ovarian problem. My ovaries are flawless. And so you will choose whatever imbalances you need to heal, and only you can heal you. And but that's that's a good thing. And healers are kind of misnamed, and they're the most valuable people in the world, in, in my mind. But the funny thing, they don't heal you. What they do is change your consciousness. And with that change in consciousness, you're more readily able to heal yourself because consciousness creates the material world. Consciousness is what you and I and everyone listening or not listening is made of. And so that's the fundamental process. So you will focus, you know, for as long as you have to on each thing you have to focus on. And you won't stop until you don't need to focus anymore on each and everything. When you don't, it's gone, it's gone. You don't need to do it again. And I see, you know, I've written a few things about this as you probably know. I think that, yes, it's a miracle, but the miracle is not me. The miracle is the program itself. I'm a custodian. And I think that's a great honor, you know, because I serve people. That's what we're all here to do, to serve. But I'm not the miracle. It is the miracle. And miracles come when they are needed. Because if they occur before their need, they would be pointless. And if they occurred later, they'd be obsolete. So it's just a source of being in the moment. And that's being in the moment is, is, to me, the secret of life. In the moment, we are connected. The moment is you and me and everyone. So, as, else, yeah. Yes, okay. go ahead. Hello, are you there? Yes, so I was going to ask, with the AIM program, I I understand with because I I myself am enrolling in that program and I've had a mini evaluation with you. My photograph is placed on eight metal trays that are receiving thousands of balancing energies. How does the energy get from my photograph to me, and how do you interpret that for people to understand the way that you are um, evaluating or measuring and looking at these changes in life forces and at the the, yeah. the life force. You know, that's the exact question uh, a guy we both know in common asked me, Wayne Dyer. And there's no separation between you and your holograph. If I look at a drop of your blood or your hair or urine, saliva, it doesn't matter what. Anything unique to you contains everything about you and you are connected to it. Now, it, the irony here, it's not ironic, is it's not about the DNA. Your photo, your photograph is unique to you because if I used to drop your blood, I couldn't look at it. I don't have the intuition to look at a drop of your blood and a drop of my blood and say, oh, there's me and there's Dulciana. They're totally different. I'm just not good enough to see the difference. See what I mean? Certainly. But with your picture, I'm not confused in the least. I see your picture, this young, attractive lady, and I'm this old dude. Um, uh, uh. It's crystal clear. And so, anyway, you know, but just as an aside, people who have worshipped things that don't contain human DNA, because they believe it's a link. And the best example, of course, is the Shroud of Turing. And I believe it's correct, because what it comes down to is the power of intention. And that's why I said you asked the same question Wayne asked me, and he said, 
hey, Steve, I've got my picture in the, in, uh, the DMV. I said, well, Wayne, so is everybody else. So what? He said, why have to do anything? I said, it's just a picture. What do you want it to do? He said, I'm confused. Said, Wayne, it's just a tool. If you walk into uh, Lumber City or, you know, Home Depot or something and saw a saw and some lumber, why would you say, why is that saw not cutting the lumber? I mean, you wouldn't ask me that because you know the answer. It's the same answer. Your intention makes everything happen. I'd say, you know what? Didn't he write a book called The Power of Intention? Well, I called him up. I said, hey, Wayne, you owe me money. He said, take me to court, dude. We're, 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 we're friends, obviously. But that's the best answer I can give you. Your hologram is part of you. You know, at another level, Luciana, do you believe in the power of prayer? Absolutely. Are you there? Absolutely. Pa- the power of prayer is, is just amazing. Yes. But you know what? The person for whom you're praying is not attached to you. Is not connected to you with a vein and artery of sinuity. But the reality is you and everyone and everything in the universe are connected. You're part of what I can only call the great hologram. And so they are. Now, uh, if someone is going to be skeptical enough to say, what good is that prayer? The person's not even in the room. In fact, maybe in a different city, continent, it doesn't matter. And you know what? If they don't understand that, there isn't a thing in the world you can say is going to make them get it. You ever notice that? Very true. It's a, it's a definite readiness. Uh, idea or a willingness. Yeah, it, it, it is the power of intention. Now, Wayne, of course, got it, but Wayne is a really bright and extraordinary spiritual man. The first time I met um, another close, close, close friend of mine, Michael Beckwith. And the people Lewis, I said, yeah, he said, I read your book, and uh, it's a lie. I said, well, that door works both in and out. You can, you know. I said, but tell me before you leave, why is it a lie? He said, because you said it's a novel, and I know it's not. It's totally true. I said, all right, you can stay, Michael. It's okay. (laughs) That was our first meeting. So so when you're looking at the photographs, and they, as they as they appear, you're looking at then from that holographic effect the life force of each person. So, for instance, with an individual, when you began this work, let's say you started really looking at this in um, the early. Was it an, you had just put out a, a recent article uh, in January? Let's just refer to this: a review of life force evaluations from 1995 to 2009. And you had done an overview of your work from 1995 through the current date. I believe the article was actually written January 18th of this year. And you explained that the average life force in 1995 measured on a scale of 0 to 100, measured in units of consciousness, that the average dog, cat, horse, and human was somewhere between 95 and 99. So then you go on to, con- to, to add that in 97 you observed in a first individual that the adult had dropped to one while the cats, dogs, and horses still measured 95 to 99. And then, of course, evolution selected for that trend to continue. So by 2002, this trend grew from one person to many, and, and you saw that adults were dropping to one, but animals were remaining between that consciousness at 95 to 99. Well, then in 2008 and fall, it went to 0.4, and now at 0.1. So what are you attributing 
to this decrease in life force in humans, and how does the AIM program attempt to balance that, that drop? Well, there's a problem in balancing that. But the, the imbalance that has caused human beings to drop from between 95 and 99 and then years later to the upper 60s and then to 1 and now to point one is particular and unique to human beings. And that's what the H stands for. It's humans. Um, it, it, let me give you the opposite side of that coin, if I can. Great. Um, you have acquired the imbalance of feline leukemia a number of times in your life. And what that means to you Nothing, because you ain't a feline. You're an H. You're a human. There are diseases that are particular to hamsters, frequencies, let's say. And you probably acquired them, because everybody acquires everything. But you have no vulnerability because you're not a hamster. And on and on. Now, I see this as a biological warfare frequency. And, you know, before I sent out that email, I, you know, I did a lot of soul searching. First of all, you know what? You don't know me personally, Luciana. I am not a guy who wears long white robes with a sign saying, repent, the end is near. I am known by name in many of the finer watering holes in L.A. and Las Vegas. I like to have a good time. That's just my nature. You know what? I don't regret that a bit. However, when I realized, I saw, okay, I can't stay in that closet any longer. I called up people I know and respect, who I know understand what I'm doing, what we're doing at EMC Squared. I called up Michael Beckwith. I called up uh, Kevin Trudeau. I called up James Ray. I called up a whole bunch of and I said, look, I'm going to send this out. Are you with me on this? Because it's going to be, I'm going to have some criticism. They said, we're with you. Please do it. And they're with me. And God bless them, and I'm so grateful. Is You know, you reach a point in life where all that matters is the truth. As I wrote in that that email, I truth may set you free. Hopefully. But without a doubt, a half truth will enslave you. Yes, and I read that at the bottom. I have many things you and I, Dostian, have many things in common. One of those things is we're messengers. Yes. Ultimately, what you and I must do is deliver the message we must deliver. And whether you're called Chicken Little or Little Chicken or Pollyanna is at some level irrelevant. If you believe in your message, you deliver it. Because that's why we're here. We're here to serve. And you know, I feel my greatest blessing in life is that I can be of service because that is what connects me to humanity. I couldn't agree more. So in this work with frequencies and diseases, what is that actual link then and, and what I'd like to go into um, just because of my own particular interest with frequencies is autistic frequencies, um, Down syndrome frequencies, and then I'd love to touch upon indigo children frequencies and how that relates. Well, yeah, I've got some experience with all three. Let's begin with the first, which was autism. Great. Autism was something that I never thought about autism. Uh, it just was not in my consciousness. You know what I mean. And um, there are people who I feel have 
served us spiritually. And we're in their debt. And I've said to these people, look, you know, if you see someone, the AIM program is very inexpensive, but that's a relative term. If you see someone who needs this and you just simply can't afford it, you know what? Give them a Wayne Dyer scholarship, a Michael Beckley scholarship, and that's it. I'm not going to make you justify it. Just, just do it. It's yours to give. We're going to call it uh, Stephen. We're going to call it Wayne or Michael, whomever. So we got a call from Wayne one day, and he said, Steve, I met this beautiful child, and she's autistic. And it's just sad because she can't really communicate. And so I'm putting it on. I said, okay, you got it. He said, let's see, do me a favor. You look and see what frequencies in consciousness are associated with autism. What is this stuff? Nobody seems to have a handle on it. I said, sure, you know, I'll be glad to. So I did. And I found this little girl had a, a couple of were not on the AIM program, which is the AIM program has everything known to mankind plus many hundreds of imbalances not known. That's my major work every day, day in and day out. So anyway, I found these imbalances in this kid, and I put them on the AIM program. And that was it. I didn't even think about it. Well, what I didn't know, Dulciana, was simply this, and it's kind of interesting. There were hundreds of kids, maybe thousands, I don't know, on the AIM program who were autistic. I had no idea. I was, as they say, clueless. And about six months after I found these and put them on, on the program, the parents of this little girl called and said, you know, my, my daughter is no longer autistic. The markers are gone. Her physicians are prior are supported. I went, wait. And I just like continued with my work. But, I think, but then some of the phones started ringing off the hook. It was like bizarre. Saying, you know that our child got autistic and on and on and on. Well, it came to a head when I was speaking to a, a pretty large audience in Melbourne, Australia. And I was in what I always do, say, you know what? Question and answer. You ask a question, and if I can answer it, I'll give you my answer. If I can't, I'll tell you I don't know. Because if you can't say I don't know, uh, you've got a big problem. Because I know there's a lot more I don't know than what I do know. <laughs> very humble. <laughs> it's important. It's, true. it's, true for you it's very humble, very important. But anyway, this little girl woke up to me and said, can I thank you? Well, I'm not a fool. I mean, I love being thanked. Who doesn't? I mean, it's, hey, criticized. I said, sure you can. I mean, my pleasure. But for what? She said, well, I couldn't have thanked you a year ago because I was autistic. No, I'm not. So thank you. But even now, when I think about it, I get kind of choked up. On the spot, I was paralyzed. I couldn't say a word. The whole audience was sitting there just gasping. Uh, Eileen, my wife, was with me, and she doesn't have any dignity at all about that stuff. She doesn't get choked up. She just bawls out loud. Which is, well, of course, she did. I went, Jesus, if I am this blessed, I'm here for a reason. Let's make it a very simple thing. Anyone was the frequency of autism. I find that in looking at their consciousness. I look at it. My field is, is subtle energy physics, you know. Anyway. End of story. I don't care if they're black, white, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, whatever it is, it's free. But there are thousands and thousands of people with autism would take advantage of that. There's more every day. And um, that makes me more blessed every day, very simply. But meanwhile, and, you know, after that, 
Someone asked me, on the air as a matter of fact, would this same thing be expected with Down syndrome? And I've made many mistakes, usually, fortunately, on the side of being conservative. I said, no, I don't think it, it, it relates to Downs because it's so structural. You can look at a Down syndrome kid and say, well, look, it's structural, correct? From the physical appearance, certainly. Yeah, and so I said, I don't think so. And then the switchboard started lighting. Since being on the A program, he's leaning and thinning out. His face was longer and leaner. His body is changing its shape, becoming longer and leaner. And I went, okay, if you got to be wrong, that's the way to do it. You know, because everyone's going to be wrong, but that's the best way to be wrong. I said, okay, my my instructions, my guidance are very clear. Um, I had Down syndrome to autism. Only because I felt, you know, yes, we can do this. We can help people heal themselves. So that's the answer to that. Now, I only have had the experience of dealing with a few indigo children. And you may have had, you know, many, many more in a With indigo, with, I'm sorry, with indigo children, what, with the few that you've seen, what is the primary characteristic of frequencies? Well, their consciousness level is astronomical. Now, to understand that, I should tell you, to me, consciousness is the degree to which you perceive your interaction with everyone and everything in the entire universe. It's a degree to which you are not egoistic, egocentric, ego-driven. It's a degree to which you perceive contact with everyone, as opposed to being exclusionary. And so these kids have that, you know, and if Dr. David Hawkins. Are you with it? You know, power versus force? Yes, yes. He writes some great stuff, David Hawkins. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's an inspired, I mean, inspired, literally. It's, it was revealed to him as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was very accurate and very real. And I saw no need to reinvent the typewriter, as they say. Mm-hmm. So I use his scale and um, these indigo children have an extraordinarily high consciousness. It's the flip side to that coin. In terms of physical imbalances, they are incredibly challenged. At the mildest level, level it's autism, but it goes up into cerebral palsy, etc. Yes. And so the few I've dealt with, I throw in, and they're healing themselves. They're doing it. But I've got these letters from them. I go, I hope so. You know, that's that's what it's about. Uh, may God bless me. May God bless all of us. And so there's my experience. It's limited with indigo children. Certainly. That's a very interesting perspective, and I think that that's fascinating. I feel as if that will definitely become more evident through your work, but it is already through that acknowledgement of autism, as you had mentioned, was one of the more... Uh, mild side effects that you saw in those frequencies. I'm sorry. No, please go ahead. Please share. Okay. The other side of the indigo children, I believe they were sent here to help us, to help us heal ourselves. I think they had a special purpose, and for that, they should very simply be loved, and we should look upon them with gratitude. Because they all make it evident that's why experience Christiana? Yes, I I couldn't agree with you more on that indigo children aspect. Their purpose is to heal and 
I myself feel very uh, relatable to the characteristics of indigos. Um, I, you know, I, I definitely fit into most of the categories of the common classifications. And so I, I often attract um, indigo children clients and, of course, indigo adults because evolution is a process. And so I find that many of them have healing modalities that are beyond their comprehension. And they have an inherent understanding that we're energetic beings, which makes everything else make sense for them. And that can be interpreted well, as... very weird, yeah. Yeah, it's very weird I mean, to me because usually the more physically challenged you are, the more physically imbalanced you are, the lower your consciousness level is for the most obvious reason. You are using your consciousness to try and survive, and that is an instinct. supposed to come first. Instincts are right there. They don't have to be taught or learned. They're there. With the indigo kids, it's the opposite. They're so challenged, and their consciousness is so high. It's just amazing. When I, when I first began checking it with them, I went, nah, this, this has got to be wrong. can't be. Well, you know, as I said earlier, I've been wrong a lot of times. But be wrong many more times. <laughs> you know, there's no shame in that. It's like... The healthy wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like... Hopefully, when I'm wrong, it'll be at the level of I was able to help people heal themselves more than I thought. That's fantastic. That's when you're wrong, let me tell you. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> so, so with your continued work and working with autism, you had come across four different frequencies that contribute to autism, and I don't know that we need to go into depth, but I think that parents that are listening or seeking um, help or, you know, uh, healthcare practitioners, doctors, nurses, community service workers, what I really find is that, um, and I, it's just so interesting, you, ha you and I had aligned and I was sent your book and all the CDs and all this great information about the AIM program and, and your work. And I then started to encounter even more autistic people than I already was. So I then decided, well, I'm going to put this information on my website. I'm going to create some links. And one parent sat me down and said, just give me help. I have five kids. I have an autistic child, the fifth one. And that fifth child is more work than my first four put together. I'm doing everything I can, but they give me an 800 number that gives me no solution. I don't want to read books. I don't want your PhD. I don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to, to help my one child. What can I do? And I go, I have your answer. I have the AIM program, it's free for children with autism. It's free for children with Down syndrome. And this is a solution that's natural that will rebalance or alter the frequencies that are producing this it outcome of autism. People heal themselves, and every component of autism can be healed. And after a, a given period of time, I will recheck on, on these people, and not just kids, you're right. The frequency of autism is gone. But the stacks of letters from parents and people that say, thank you, thank you, thank you, are like, they fill a room at this point. And very simply, how blessed am I? And you know, we're we're doing the same thing. You know, I mean, when I say it's free, free is free. You know, I don't. No, we don't take them. It's free. End of story. And this is why I'm here. It's why you're here. Yes, yes, I couldn't you know, agree more. There's no fine print. I mean, this is it. It's like the big letter E. That's it. So I want to let parents know that they can look on the web regarding the AIM program or anybody out there interested, particularly those with um, autism or any, anybody out there seeking to really um, align with their consciousness and rebalance themselves energetically. You can go to www.aimprogram.com. Again, that's www.aimprogram.com. 
G-R-A-M dot com. Of course, you can link up to Stephen through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. And I'd also like to let people know if some, they have a friend who maybe doesn't have access to a computer or something, or you know, a, a parent or anybody, they can also call one eight seven seven five hundred three six two two. Again, that's one eight seven seven five hundred three six two two. And you can get some more information. Of course, on the web, there's video testimonials, um, a virtual trade tour some photographs, the application, and a resource center store, and much more information. So please do um, look on the website for that information. But again, the number is one 3622 for anybody out there seeking further information. So how do you offer this? Great. How do you offer them free? How do you do this AIM scholarship free to these children so that the parents believe us right well, now? Well, if it's a kid, their, their parents have to sign a form saying we consent to this. That's just the law. Sure. Liability. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's like, it's like if they are under the age where the law says they can make a decision, sure. they have to say we decide the form. We, can, not we agree. Underage, and they, can, they don't need any anyone else, but that's that's about it. But if they get on, you know, look at the website, the information's there. Look at that. Go to the toll-free number, you know, 877-500-3622. Um, they'll be sent any information they want, and no one's going to try and sell them anything because, first of all, autism, nothing they can buy. Maybe the, the child's parents can pay for it and sign up, but no one's going to try to sell them because, you know, you can't try and sell someone something like something that helps you heal yourself because it's like trying to sell someone a belief, once again, in the power of prayer. You're going to get So my job, our job, all of it is to simply say, here's the message. Decision. Why someone wouldn't as a child is autistic is beyond me, but it's still not my choice. Did you, did you read the book Sanctuary: The Path of Consciousness? Oh yes, most certainly. The novel by you and Evan okay, Scott. Well, there's a guy. There's a guy who was uh, filling out the forms and putting on his employees because he knew they needed it and it was good for him. Now I didn't mention it in the book, but that guy was Kevin Trudeau. I said, you can't do it, Kevin. I checked. I found that this was unknown to them. It wasn't in their consciousness. Not their decision. I said, he said, but they knew. I said, yeah, I know it. You know it. But it doesn't matter. Until they know it, it doesn't matter. Unless you're a minor or a pet. Well, I mean, I can't certainly can't make dolls and cats sign. So, you know what I mean? And there are thousands of dogs and cats in the program, and horses and uh, everything. You, you know, I mean, name an animal. We're we're all energetic beings, animal or human. So the AIM program really applies to even. Um, oh, we're all connected, and we all have yes. a soul in common. You know, one of the best stories about that is, you know, we've all read about when people are in, in hospice and they're perceived to be transitioning. Many places will give them a puppy or a kitten just to help them because it eases that transition. You view that, sure. right? Yeah. Okay. But what they've observed is as weird as it can get. They heal up to the point of spontaneous remission. You've read about that too, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Now, if I say to someone, or you say to me, so are you saying dogs and cats can cure cancer uh, in you? Uh, no, I don't think they can. No. They can die from cancer, and they do. But the most mean-spirited, 
isolated, singular person underneath will somehow let his doggy or kitty love him. Have you notice that? It's they very true. You and me love them because they don't trust us, but they trust the puppy or the kitten. Certainly, now, certainly. You take that same person and say, so do you think love can heal cancer? Almost everyone will say, oh, yes, I think so. Uh-huh, sure. And so there's a puppy or that kitten is a healer for that person. Yeah. Because it doesn't heal cancer. It changes the consciousness. And admitting love into your consciousness is a monumental step. And you know what? Everyone, everything is a healer. The question becomes, are you open to healing? Because it's there. Are you open to it? I think that's a good point, and I think many people want to look to the medical paradigm and just put um, their responsibility of their well-being in that technology or in that advancement of the medical world. And I think finally today we're seeing that it's not working. <laughs> it's failing us. We're all sick, well, chronic it, it diseases. Well, it doesn't. I mean... I tore a ligament in my knee. I did not go to a crystal healer. I went prepared. And that's good medicine. I mean, it's not an either or questionable standard. It's like, let's put it this way. I don't think there's a physician in the world worth anything who won't acknowledge his patient's capacity to heal. Yeah. is fundamental to the success of that physician's treatment. I mean, any physician who said, I don't think it's relevant, you would say, I'm out of here. Bye. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. But, you know, you're not going to find any physician who says that unless you find, uh, you know, a complete, most egocentric physician in the world. If that's what you found. You better go. Because they all, and they know that. And they're working hard, and it's not either or. It's synergistic. We are not here to or that. We're here to be synergistic, to say, in your pathway, you missed some steps. I'm here to help you um, recapitulate, to go back over the steps you missed and fill them in. And you're here to do that for me. And we're here collectively to do that for someone else. And we are meant, we're not meant to imitate each other. We're meant to synergize, to complement each other. That's the point. But as the... Sure, sure. And I couldn't agree more. But I think the distinguishing factor from my perception of of the AIM program is really looking at the fact that we are each our own best healer, our own best master of healing. And if we are in alignment with that, we may not, or we will reduce our need to turn to the medical uh, paradigm. Well, first things first, you know, I mean... We are not only our best, we're our only healer. And that's not blasphemy because healers are the most important people, I believe, in our society. And yet they don't heal you. They change your consciousness. And it's with that changed consciousness you are more able to heal yourself. Because healing is the process of removing a negative frequency, an imbalance from your consciousness. If it's not there in your consciousness, it cannot exist in your manifest physical body. I mean, and I think if we were in the presence of an ascendant master, and I ain't one, you know, none of my friends are either, um, it's possible just because of that extraordinary consciousness we would have a consciousness that would let us heal everything within ourselves if we accepted that. I think um, uh, one of the quotes from, from Jesus Christ was, 
greater mustard seed. Actually, could you repeat the quote? We we missed you. It didn't come. It didn't, the quote didn't come across clear, unfortunately. Do you want to repeat that for us? Yeah, I mean, when Jesus Christ said, "Greater things than these can you do if you had the faith of a mustard seed." Yes. I don't think mustard seeds. I don't know much about cooking. Yeah, that's so true. I have that on a note card personally. It's been a core core inspiration for me. <laughs> Quite humbly. <laughs> so with the imbalances, I've heard you say that we actually select and choose our imbalances. Is that part of our co-creating our process? Well, I think it's... I, I think... There's something that is far greater than what we call hereditary. I think it's close to what we call karmic. I think, well, let, let me begin at the beginning. Every hereditary imbalance is created by an unresolved emotion. Now, that's it's powerful. Not the emotion that's the problem. It's that you don't deal with it, and when you can't deal with something. Let's call it fear of something. Let's call it shame. Let's call it guilt. Let's call it whatever you want, whatever it is. Um, if you just can't deal with it, you've got a couple of things you've got to do. First, you've got to hide it from everyone who sees you so they can't see it, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's not good enough. Then you've got to take it a little one step further. You've got to hide it from you. <laughs> However, there's a little flaw in that scenario. It's still there. Sure. It's still there. And if you can't deal with it at one level, you'll deal with it at another level. That's why in my work I find the frequency that creates the frequency of hereditary cancer is unresolved, unconscious bitterness. Mm, and on and on and on. Louise Hay says that in her book about her own experience. If you have have the frequency of hereditary cancer, as you heal it, it's all going to come to the surface. I mean, just as if you have um, rheumatoid arthritis, as it comes to the surface, it's going to be more obvious and your fingers and hands are going to hurt. And then the hurt will be gone because you will heal it. It will be gone. That's healing. Well, as you heal a cancer, you'll feel this bitterness and feel it, feel it, because you're becoming more conscious of every aspect of it. That's the entire point, isn't it? And then Absolutely. it'll be gone. And gone, gone means gone, Dulcia. It means that if after that you decide to have a child, you won't have that imbalance in you to pass on to that child. That's what gone means. It's gone. And that's what the AIM program offers. It helps you heal yourself. It almost compels you to heal yourself because you never get a break. It's not like, you know, you can meditate. Let's say I'm taking a half hour every day and meditating. That's great. Or you can go to church uh, for three hours every Sunday, and that's fine. This is 24-7. You don't get a break. And you're focusing what you need to focus on until it's no longer there to be focused on, and then you'll stop, as it should be. And that is why I said it's a holographic and spiritual technology. Spiritual yes. because... You heal yourself with consciousness. Holographic because you're a hologram. Contains every single thing about you. It's a very, very amazing Can process. I and yes, yes. And I just think it's so fantastic that to have you on tonight and the AIM program to really help people become aware of what is consciousness, 
which you had mentioned, it's the degree to which you perceive your interaction with everything and everyone. And you've really helped individuals, including myself, to bring into awareness that we carry these frequencies, and as you just described, they are emotionally unresolved issues, that we can work through to remove the blocks, to clear our consciousness, to expand our self-awareness and our being. Can I tell you a real quick story of my friend Michael Beckwith? And, oh, and please, please. Okay, well, okay. Early on in our relationship, Michael came in with the holograms, the pictures, the photos of all the little Beckwiths. Now, I don't know if you're aware of it. There are almost countless little Beckwiths. When they're not preaching, I can tell you what they're doing. Okay? And there he was with his stack of photos. You know, children grandchildren, nieces, nephews, etc. And there he was. And so the first child I looked at, I looked at, and he was there, he put his photograph on trying to do an evaluation. He said, I said, Michael, this kid, this six-year-old kid, has the frequency of active cancer. And Michael said, Steve, uh, where'd that come from? So I looked to see from... It said, Steve... Don't be so linear. I know my family. I know something that you, no matter how good you are mathematically, will never figure out mathematically. He chose his parents for a reason. And each day he inherited from each of his parents, he chose for a reason. I'm asking you why he chose this hereditary cancer frequency. Now, Michael's a pretty bright guy. And I love Michael. We're friends. We're actually buddies. We talk every day. And I looked and I found it was the frequency of unconscious, unresolved, previously existent bitterness. Mm. And that's why once I, and he said, can we link this bitterness to the frequency, the frequency of this bitterness, the frequency of this cancer, together? I said, sure. Well, this bitterness was in every type of cancer, not just this child. And so I linked them together in my database and the AIM program. And what happened was amazing. The phones lit up again. Everyone saying, why am I feeling so bitter? And I instructed my staff to say, you're feeling bitter because you're bitter. Got it? Isn't that a beautiful thing? Because now you feel it. Now it's conscious. Now you're aware of it. Now you'll deal with it. When you bury it down deep enough, you're not going to deal with it. And that's the entire point, is you must heal it. And if you heal, you can't heal the cancer without healing the cancer frequency, without healing the frequency that created it. And so, so what, you know? Enjoy your business. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have that imbalance, you're going to feel the bitterness. But your experience in life will help you deal with it. That's the biggest value in in being like I am. You know, a geriatric. That's mm-hmm. a lot of experience. Yes, that we are also grateful you've brought together into this program to shift humanity's, you know, well-being and consciousness um, at this point to over 45,000, 50,000 people globally. Very, very amazing. And I'm really excited to look forward to what we can offer with your program for autistic children and how I can support it from Evolution Revolution's perspective and, of course, Indigo Children and all humanity. Well, like me, don't say any of your messengers. Spread the word. Yes, that's I'm, the whole point. And you don't, I am here. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad you're grateful. I'm glad yeah. you're grateful. But you know, we all given a purpose in life that is my passion. At the same time, is able to help so many people. How blessed is that? Very, very blessed. A very amazing path of service. 
We are speaking with author and revolutionary Stephen Lewis. You can find him on the web at www.aimprogram.com. You can also reach from him at one 3622 for more information. Balance is an ingredient in life that fosters the most optimal experience on earth. With balance comes the most profound expression of capabilities beyond the limited 5th sensory modalities, including healing, manifesting, creation, and of course, the miraculous. However, that may be uniquely defined for each person. By embracing that energy is the true fundamental source of all of existence, one can remember to align with this loving, divinely infinite source of life, receiving a new sense of balance, restoration to one's inherent potential. What universal love. Next week on March 12th, Barbara Marks Hubbard, a leading revolutionary of conscious evolution, will appear to remind us that we are in emerging of higher dimensional consciousness on third dimensional earth in her latest DVD series, Humanity Ascending, available on her website and with her two important book releases, Emergence and Conscious Evolution. March 19th, we'll have Karen Anderson, and on March 26th, we will be speaking with Carol Obley. Coming up on April 2nd, Neil Donald Walsh will be returning. And on April 9th, Dr. Amit Goswami. On April 16th, Janine Kimmel and Amber Hinton will be appearing with their novels. And on April 23rd, Dr. Teresa Martin and Christine Madar from the School of Metaphysics. On April 30th, we'll speak with Lee Gertz of Namaste Publishing. And on May 7th, we'll have Patricia Bish. Coming up on May 14th, Ruth Probst. And on May 21st, we'll speak with Laura Hansen. On May 28th, we'll speak with creative visionary Whitney Fair. And on June 4th, Barbara Hanclow will be returning once again. Coming up on June 25th, we'll speak with Matt Zoe. And on July 9th, Dr. Stephen Farmer. And on August 27th, we'll have Dr. David Burchelli. And on September 10th, Peggy McCall will make a reappearance on Evolution Revolution. You can purchase all the author's books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or, of course, link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the Revolutionary Independent production of Evolution Revolution for some exciting guests and uplifting inspiration, which can be further explored under the upcoming guests on the homepage. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage and the Radio Archives 2007-2008 tab within the website, or of course, all episodes are available for free in the iTunes store by searching Evolution Revolution Podcast. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen to or for downloading at no charge and include amazing talent such as Dr. Eric Pearl, Dr. Stephen Farmer, Egan Sanders, Arielle Ford, Richard Lawrence, Robert Friedman, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Barbara Hanclow, Dr. Amit Goswami, Michael Tamora, Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis, Neil Donald Walsh, Charles Virtue, David Robert Ord, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings via phone allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit my website at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com under the Services and Events page, which includes client testimonials and, of course, a wealth of information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please explore my blog at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.blogspot.com for postings and guest announcements for Evolution Revolution. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you are interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Evolution Revolution tab at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. 
Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Stephen Lewis. Thank you, Stephen, for your time and expertise. It's an honor. It's been fantastic having you here. We look forward to having you again. Thank you for your service to humanity. <laughs> I'll always be there for you. Thank you. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant heavenly love, including peace, joy, gratitude, and light, today and always. Abundant miracles. Good night.